Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about the top three reasons doctors hate treating runners. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. For about 15 years now, I've been teaching other doctors about running injuries. Every time I speak at a medical conference now, I ask doctors why they don't like treating runners. I know some runners are actually surprised to hear this, but if you're a runner yourself and you've been to the doctor and you've had some doctor look at your intake form or some nurse looked at your intake form and said something like, do you really eat that many servings of fruits and vegetables? Do you really run that much? Why do you exercise so much? Are you obsessed? Are you some kind of exercise addict? Well, if you've heard any of these things, you probably understand that not all doctors like to see runners. But when I am at medical conferences, I always ask doctors, why is it that you guys don't want to treat runners? What's your problem with them? Why is it that you think it's difficult to treat them? Do you think they're unreasonable? What is it? And after years and years of asking doctors in the audiences at medical conferences these same questions... Here are the top three reasons doctors say they don't like taking care of runners. Number one, they say runners read on the internet. Okay, well, my take on that is that's a good thing. And as I explain to doctors at medical conferences in the audience, I say, look, that's to your advantage, right? Your complaint, part of your complaint with runners is that they read on the internet and then they want to take a lot of your time in clinic and you feel like you only have a little bit of time to spend with them. So if you only have a little bit of time to spend with each and every patient throughout your day, it is to your advantage if a runner comes to you pre-educated because they already read about their suspected condition on the web. I think that's a good thing. Obviously, that's why I do these podcasts. I try to help runners understand what's going on with their running injuries, how they can treat them themselves, and in most cases, get them better without seeing a doctor. But in any case, when they actually do go see a doctor, when you have a problem that you can't fix on your own and you go see your doctor and you already understand all of this stuff, you've already tried all these different things, it actually makes the doctor's job a lot easier. So to me, when a doctor says they don't like the fact that a runner goes and tries to figure out the condition and become a sort of acquainted with that condition on their own... That doesn't make any more sense to me than an accountant who says they don't want anybody to come to their office if they already know math. And let's face it, accountants don't sit around trying to teach their clients how to do simple math. They expect you to already know how to do that or they can't speak your language. And it's the same with doctors. Every time you listen to a podcast episode like this, you learn something that could help you treat your own injury and then prevent that injury later and hopefully communicate with your doctor better. So that's the first thing is that, you know, a lot of doctors just say they don't like treating runners because runners read too much stuff on the web. And then when they come in, they um, they want to try to explain to the doctor what they think their condition is. And that's actually a good thing. So, you know, that's one thing you have to be aware of is that 
a lot of times the doctors are afraid that because you come pre-educated, you're going to take up a lot of their time. And that is not usually the case. It's usually the opposite. The second reason doctors say they don't like treating runners is they say runners think they know everything. Well, if you're a runner and you listen to podcasts like this, you read articles about how to treat running injuries, you read articles about stress fractures or Achilles tendonitis or how to change your running form to decrease stress to those structures when you're recovering from a running injury. Well, if you listen to the podcast episodes, all the ones that I've created for you about the particular thing that's bothering you, if you read articles that are related to that condition and you're a runner and you want to get back to running, you'll probably know more than about 99% of doctors anyway. So I understand that may insult their egos a little bit, but doctors don't know everything. And in many cases, when runners are educated and experienced about how to run with a particular injury, what actually helps heal a particular injury, well, you may actually know more than the doctor yourself. But the doctor has some very specialized knowledge that may actually help you shift the healing process and get better sooner. Of course, the flip side is true. When you go see a doctor, you understand some things about running that the doctor in all likelihood does not understand. So you can combine your two knowledge bases and then actually get better and get back to running a lot sooner if you can just respect each other's knowledge. That can be very helpful on both sides. And so I tell doctors they have to understand that runners already know all these things about biomechanics, about the healing process, about physiology, about nutrition. And all of those things are helpful to the healing process. So I always tell doctors not to discount the knowledge that you runners have, but you have to be aware that some doctors are just afraid that you're going to think you know more about them given your particular injury. And in some cases, you may actually know more than them, but that doesn't mean that you can't get useful advice from them. The third reason doctors say they don't like taking care of runners is that runners never follow directions. And I think nothing could be further from the truth. But what I tell doctors at conferences, I said, look, runners are used to following directions. They create training plans and they follow them. They hire coaches and they follow their coach's advice. They do what they're supposed to do. They understand delayed gratification. They understand putting in hard work now to get a result later. Runners will understand a treatment plan and follow it the same way they will follow a training plan. So I think that you just have to basically explain to runners that, you know, this is sort of your training plan, not your treatment plan, because you have to get back to running. The goal is to get you back to running. And I know that any runner listening to this is capable of figuring out what they have to do to heal and get back to running and then follow that plan. So it's absurd when doctors tell me that runners never follow directions. But what I have seen is that a lot of runners will take things too far. I saw a guy one time who had plantar fasciitis. And in his case, I knew if he did a simple set of stretches, literally 10 seconds a stretch, six times, you know, three times on each side, that this thing would just completely go away. A couple of weeks later, I saw him again and he had Achilles tendonitis. And what he told me was that he felt like if he held the stretch for 10 seconds, that it would be helpful. But if instead, if he just held it for one minute straight, then that would be significantly more effective. And he's right that it would be more effective in stretching out the tissue. However, he stretched it too much. And as a consequence, he got Achilles tendonitis. Well, we know 
also that runners sometimes we're prone to doing a little more than we should. We run a little faster than we should on our long runs. We maybe do a little bit more hill work than we really planned on. Sometimes we overdo things just because we want to get fit and strong faster. So that's one thing that doctors are afraid of. And they know that you'll follow directions to some degree, but they're also afraid that you're going to start doing activity sooner. So you have to try to express to the doctor in some way that you're on board, that you will follow the plan if they'll give you clear directions and clear limits, but that you want to work within those limits and recover as fast as possible and be able to communicate when you feel like you're ready to advance ahead of the plan. That's the key. You have to let the doctor know that the doctor may be in charge, but that if they follow your plan, since you're a healthy young athlete, you may actually heal a little bit faster than some of their other patients. And if that happens, you want to know how can you get in touch with them and communicate with them so that you can move ahead to the next step in the process. If you explain that to them, they may be a little more amenable to working with you and they might be a lot more cooperative with you. So I know a lot of runners think it's crazy that doctors won't want to work with them just because runners are healthy, they're interesting, they're athletic, they should heal faster, but it's no joke. These three reasons, runners reading on the internet, runners knowing everything, runners not following directions, this is what doctors cite really as the real reasons doctors hate working with runners. If you understand where they're coming from, you will be better equipped to extract the expertise and advice you need from those doctors when you do need help because you got an overtraining injury. So remember those things. Remember that it is good for you to read about your condition before you see the doctor. It is good to know as much as you can about the condition before you see the doctor. And it is good to be prepared to follow the doctor's plan, but have some way to alter that plan and move ahead of schedule when you do start recovering sooner so you can get back to running faster. And it also may help you to think of your doctor as your coach. This is your injury coach. It's your one who's going to get you back to running. And if you put it to them in those terms and you explain to them, look, I have a coach. I have someone that's going to train me when I get back to running, but I need somebody to help me get back to that point. And that may actually reframe the doctor's opinion and approach to you that will be a little more beneficial to you. You just have to realize that doctors are busy. They think that they're going to get held up if they have somebody who has big goals and big aspirations. But if you just explain to them that you've already learned a lot about the condition, that you don't know everything, that you will follow directions, they will be on your team. And if you have a doctor who's on your team, just like your coach, you definitely will get back to running sooner. Whether you just went out for a long run today and started having pain, or you're just getting back to running and you're concerned that you're going to re-injure yourself, you may not really know the best way to keep track of the pain and weird sensations you have when you start ramping up your activity. I can tell you that one of the biggest mistakes I see runners make over and over and over is that they aren't tracking the pain when training and returning to running after an injury. We've created several courses that help runners diagnose and treat their own conditions. We created those courses specifically on how to run with plantar fasciitis, how to get back to running sooner if you have a plantar plate injury, how to treat your own Achilles tendon issues when you're a runner, and how to deal with metatarsal stress fractures. The reason I'm telling you this is not to get you to buy those courses. I'm telling you this just to reinforce how critical it is that you keep track of your pain when training. Think about it. You already track your pace, your heart rate, your distance, maybe even perceived exertion, and all those other statistics that help you stay on track help you in your training. If you've had a history of injury, whether it's now or in the past, you need to track your pain and discomfort so you can make the appropriate changes in your training plan. Tracking your pain is crucial. Now, I actually made the very first lesson and the very first action step in every one of those courses we created to help 
runners figure out how to diagnose and treat their own injuries? Well, that step is tracking your pain. And each one of those courses, in the very first lesson, I tell runners who signed up for the course to download and print the PDF Runner's Pain Journal. I tell them to print it out, take the Runner's Pain Journal, get it and download it and print it before they do anything else or continue with any of the other lessons. It's that important. You can get the Runner's Pain Journal too. We posted it at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. You can download it for free. So go get it now. Print it out and use it to help you get back to running sooner. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me, and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.